Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the That's a Shame podcast. It's a good day to be talking into a microphone. There's, you know, a bunch of stuff going on. Let me tell you about one of the things going on. Let me tell you about one of the things. Dude, people are, and by people I mean white women, are DMing my wife, telling her to leave me because I fucking, of the joke I made, you guys know the joke, I threw it up on my little, one of my little clippies on Instagram as I try to grow my uh, fucking fan base, it's, you know, the joke about my wife leaving her ex because uh, he was a uh, an abusive alcoholic and she told me that and it kind of affected the way I thought, you know, the joke. Where anytime, you know, we got into an argument, we fought, you know, she was mad at me and yelling at me at my rebuttal. Once I learned that about her, always, I always kind of then wanted to be like, you know, I, 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 you know, I understand you're mad at me, but at least I don't hit you. Right. I know I forgot to buy toilet paper, but I, I could be blacked out throwing haymakers like the last guy. Yeah. That joke. Um, people are like <laughs> fucking D. I mean, it's. It's happening because it's going viral and you got to keep, that's the thing with comments, dude. You got, there's, you know, there's 2000 comments and, uh, you know, 300 of them are white women raging, but it's got 86,000 likes. So, I mean, the, the vast majority of people, like, but the, the certain psychos are DMing my wife being like, if he's willing to joke about it, he's willing to do it. I mean, it could, could there be a more untrue statement, dude? If he's willing to joke about it, he's going to be willing. What? Bill Cosby never made a joke about raping women, and he raped the most women. You know how many comics have pedophile jokes that never touched a fucking kid? You know who you don't hear making pedophile jokes? Priests. Because they're touching them. People who make jokes about things aren't doing the thing. People who are doing heinous shit tend to keep it quiet. You understand what I'm saying? People who rob a bank don't film themselves talking about how they'd rob a bank and post it on their Instagram. Dude, somebody fucking like, you know how you can like take a picture from somebody's profile and like send it to them with, you know, like a response to it. Somebody sent my wife the picture of us holding my kid in his first moments of life with my wife's stomach still sawed open and sent it to her and was like, run away from this man as far as you can. Get your child away from him. And it's like, who do you think you are? You think, first of all, you think my wife, whom I just specified, had the balls to basically leave an abusive dude at the altar. You think she needs your fucking help? escaping a relationship from me a five foot five man she doesn't need your fucking help you zero my wife could run circles around all of you as a human being she doesn't need yeah and obviously i'm not talking to you guys you guys are fucking normal i'm talking to the insane people out there who are absolute have so who have so little going on in, in their life that they, they think they need to play savior to a woman who is just leaps and bounds more capable than they are at anything that they put their mind to in their own life. You're fucking DMing strangers over a joke made by their husband that she's well aware of. She's heard. She's laughed at. I mean, get it 
fucking together, dude. If he's willing to joke about it, he's willing to do it. I, I, I don't, I don't hit my wife in case I need to make that clear. You know, I'll fucking poke her in the, in the soft spots of her body. You know, if she's sitting weird with weird posture and she's got a double chin going that any, even the thinnest of people would have going, I'll fucking, I'll fucking pinch it. I'll squeeze her squeezables and poke her pokeables. That's the type of domestic violence going on in my house. I'm squeezing and poking shit that she doesn't want squeezed to poke. Dude, what I wanted to do now that uh, we got this kid, we got one of these, you know, the, like the baby cam monitor thing set up. So what I wanted to do was set it up in a way to where we stage a fake fight between me and my wife. And it's just it's just a video of her beating the shit out of me. And I wanted her to send that to the people who are DMing her and, you know, just say something like, I'm the one who knocks. Don't worry about me. I got this handled. And uh, my wife's not down for that, unfortunately, because she doesn't put comedy first. And that's, you know, that's upsetting to me. She's, you know, she's just trying to be a normal functioning member of society, getting blasted with fucking DMs by these lunatics. I thought that would have been a funny joke to do, though. Um Um, by now you've probably seen that the, uh, you know, the Burt Kreischer thing didn't pan out and that's, you know, that's upsetting. And I'm, you know, I've, I was pretty down in the dumps there for a minute. Um, I'm still pretty upset about it. Not going to lie. It's just, I couldn't, I didn't think there was a world in which it didn't pan out after I got those emails. It seemed like it was so set in stone. That's why I started talking about it. And, uh, for whatever reason, um, the universe doesn't want that to take place or other pretty much any other opportunity that seemed to have been on its way to happening and then you know petering out at the end i don't know why this keeps happening but you know what i'm trying to keep in mind is the uh that fucking the wise words of shia labeouf in that podcast what i'm learning is you know listen it's there's there's some beauty in it because i've actually been having some of my better stand-up sets i feel good about who i am it's there's this thing in um, when you're pursuing a thing, maybe any career. I don't really know. This is the only one I've ever pursued. But it's when you're trying to advance in a thing, it almost feels like for a, for a major portion of it, you're trying to be a version of yourself that you think would help accelerate you in that field. You you want to be a version of yourself that's like you you think appeals the most to people who are in, you know, positions of power potentially or who you view as above you in the field and uh, you want to be a version of yourself that they would like the most that would maybe lead to you flourishing. And now once once enough things happen or should I say don't happen, you come to a certain point where you realize being that version of the person isn't working. Being that version of yourself is not helping to propel you onward and upward towards where you want to be. And then you just go, fuck it. I'll just be specifically myself. It's a, it's a place um, that existing in is, is much funner. You're happier. You're less worried. You say exactly what you want to people whenever you want because you don't worry about whether or not 
they can help you in any way, shape, or form down the line because it, it, time and time again, these people have proven to you that nobody can really help you. So why not just be yourself and have a good fucking time on this on this ride that will come to an end one day? And uh, I think I've been channeling that on stage, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's been for the better. Because there's really, you know, there's no, what I'm, what I'm trying to approach life as now is, the way I'm trying to approach life now is that there's no good news or bad news. I mean, there's bad news. Your fucking kid gets leukemia. That's bad news. There's no silver lining in that, but more remedial shit. You know what I'm saying? You get kicked in the fucking chest by a rhino. Your chest plate is shattered. That sucks. But then in a couple of weeks, Biden instates a draft. We're going to war. Another war we don't need to be going to. But guess what? You can't fucking go because you got a shattered chest plate. You don't qualify to be drafted. Now being kicked in the chest by the rhino isn't so bad. You see what I'm saying? The thing that you thought that was horrific ended up being the best thing that ever happened to you in your life. And in the wise words of Shia LaBeouf, you can't call it. You think you understand what a certain moment in time, what a certain event in your life means. But really, you just got to sit back and be re- and, and, and fucking relax. I don't know if this thing that feels like a, ni- a nightmare is a nightmare. I can't call it. So that's how I'm going to fucking approach this shit from now on. Because approaching it any other way will drive you insane. You just got to be confident and happy. And uh, grateful that Bert Kreischer decided to ghost me. I could be mad that I can't get any sort of industry approval. Got to watch these other people do Just for Laughs auditions. Do you guys know what Just for Laughs is? It's basically, basically, it used to be the NFL draft for comedy. You know, you get into this fucking festival and, um, you know, it was just, it was like a, you know, a blue check mark next to your name in the comedy community. It just, it, it verified you, it validated you. And, um, it's not, it didn't even, it used to be like not even that challenging to get an audition, getting through, getting the actual thing called New Faces at the Just for Last Comedy Festival is difficult, but getting an audition used to be, they used to give it to a lot of people. And I can't even get one of those anymore because now it's like four out of every five of the comics who get that or you just get it because they fit the demographic that Twitter wants to see represented. Four out of five of the comics who get Just for Laughs auditions now aren't committed to a gender. And that's just a fact. And they're so not good. I mean, these people are so unqualified to be on a stage auditioning for that spot in that festival that used to be prestigious that they don't... The biggest tell of people who go on stage that are not ready or are not seasoned to comedy is that they're fucking... They don't even know what to do with the mic. They're fucking around with the mic cord, dude. Or they go up there and just talk about, I mean, I, dude, I went, my, one of my buddies got an audition. So I went to go support him and he fucking had a great set cause he's a real comic. And then I watched just, you know, something that looked like me go on stage after him. And they just got on stage and went, so I'm queer and proceeded to bomb for the next three minutes. And it's a five minute set, but that's all I could stomach to watch. Um, because she's used to just, you know, he, they is, you know, used to doing shows in Brooklyn where when you get on stage and you say, I'm queer, the crowd erupts 
into fucking Clapter for at least four and a half minutes. And that's not what happens in real comedy clubs when people are expecting you to have jokes and be a professional comedian. But those are the people that, for the last five years, they continue to give auditions to instead of people who go on stage in clubs and crush. But, you know, I can't call it. I can't call it. Um, my buddy had a good set. Another a chick I've never seen before, this big black woman went up there and fucking demolished. It's If I could fucking add a character trait to my repertoire that I do not have, it would be the confidence of a big black lady. I have never seen a heavy set female black comic go on stage and struggle. I've never seen them nervous. I've never seen them sweat. I mean, I've seen them sweat, but not because they're nervous. Every, every big black woman that I come across, their vibe is just, I am the shit. It's never been anything less than that. It's been so vibrant and off the charts cocky that it's I remember all of them I wish I had that I don't have that and you know what I don't have confidence in is uh, the people of East Palestine Ohio not being riddled with tumors in a few months Obviously, you know what's going on. I'm late to the game talking about it. I missed a week of the podcast, but I mean, that is the fucking Chernobyl of Ohio, dude. That video where the dude is filming the sky in the middle of the day and it just looks like the apocalypse. It looks scarier than every episode of The Last of Us so far. That shit, I mean, what is left to say about how little... Government and corporations care about the health and well-being of the citizens of the United States. I mean, they're just like not even testing the water that is clearly tainted and putting out water reports. They continue to test the air because the air is fine now. It seems to be based on I've actually done a decent amount of research on this. Um, It seems to be that all the fucking acid that was in the sky is out of it now. And if you got hit with that acid rain, which I believe I may have because my instincts, my survival instincts are horrible. Pretty like when that shit it's insane that that fucking shit happened on like February 4th and I I didn't even like really come across it until the 14th. That's wild. That's how strongly controlled the media and news is by major corporations. And if the, the fucking railroad is a major. The railroad, what is it? What's it? Norfolk or Norwalk, whatever the hell that company is that just owns railroad and transports chemicals that are made for plastic. Could you be more in charge of shit? Could you have your fucking hands in two of the more prominent and important fucking industries in this country? The manufacturing of plastics and the railway. Of course, that shit's not going to be fucking in the mainstream media, dude. You just spilled. Dude, they spilled oil. It came out two weeks later that petroleum was on one of the trains. It was an oil spill. One gallon of an oil spill pollutes up to 30, no, pollutes up to a million gallons of water. I believe I'm I'm remembering that correctly. And it wasn't reported until two weeks later. I mean, there's people in Ohio drinking the tap. It's nuts. 
And apparently, at first, I was like, why would they burn this shit off? That seemed insane. I was losing my mind over it. Um, but apparently, that was actually the right move. Because it's way less destructive in the air than it is in the fucking ground. You can't have that shit in the groundwater, even though it is. Because apparently... You know, that's the crazy thing about when environmental disasters like this happen. The, the corporation who's responsible for the disaster is given a certain amount of time to clean it up on their own. And I guess it kind of makes sense because they would, I guess, technically know about how to clean up their own product better than any other thing. But it also seems to me like, hey, maybe there should be like a sect of the government who's responsible for cleaning up, who, who just like specializes in how to save the earth from toxic spillage, you know, maybe they should get in there to do it. And it shouldn't be the corporation whose main focus is just getting the railway back up and running so they can get these chemicals to where they're going so they can get paid, which is what happened. They buried mad chemicals. They burned a lot of shit, but they buried a lot of shit under the ground as well, where the track needed to roll Overthrew because why they wanted to get the train up and moving again. But yeah, apparently burning it was the move. They just did it wrong. They were supposed to burn it at a certain time of day where the atmosphere was a certain fucking pressure, I guess, and it would have escaped um, deeper into the atmosphere rather than being trapped over fucking half of Ohio and uh, just polluting millions of people, <laughs> people's air and fucking whatever the hell else. So they did the right thing. They just did it wrong. They took too long to do it. And, uh, and have you seen the videos of like the actual like railroads that are going viral about how mangled they are about how mangled they are? Dude, they, they fucking look, it, they look like loose pasta on the ground. That's how just wild. They're just like, they're squiggly, dude. The railroad traversing this this nation that industrial trains are transporting chemicals on look squiggly. The train has to go like a fucking mile a year in order to maneuver on it. It's it's it, the train looked like it was it was vibrating at a pace that I've never seen a sex toy move at. That's how aggressive mangled that this railroad was um, just a whole bunch of shit going on in this country that is just unbelievable get yourself a whole home water filtration system reverse osmosis look after yourself because no one else is that's for damn sure I'll be here every week, give or take, looking out for you, though. And I know you'll be there looking out for me, and I appreciate it. Um, I mean, I got people fucking emailing me, sending, telling me to go come, come do a show in Columbus, Ohio. Come do a show in fucking Cincinnati. I'll be there in a when I stop seeing videos of rainbows showing up in the fucking lakes and rivers over there. That's when I'll be there. 
All right, guys? Um, get yourself a fucking... Don't drink any tap water there. Get yourself some Mountain Valley from the grocery store. Get yourself some bottled... Glass bottled water. I mean, isn't it crazy that the chemicals that make up plastic cause like a fucking... Uh, a uh, big enough disaster that they have to evacuate people from a town, but we just store everything in it. We all slam water out of plastic. We all put our food in plastic Tupperwares. I think we're going to look back in like 50 years and be just, it's going to be jarring at how insane it was at the amount of plastics that we used. And we're wondering why is, why is fucking every chick getting breast cancer? Why is every dude getting prostate cancer? Why are brain tumors prevalent? Why are male testosterone levels 50% less than they were 25 years ago even? Oh, it's because we're just slamming, storing, keeping everything we own in fucking plastic, dude. You mark my words. Plastic is going to be the fucking lead of the 70s. going to be trouble. It already is trouble. How many people you know got a fucking thyroid condition? Taking levothyroxine. Get the plastics out of your life, people. Keep it in glues. Keep it in glues. Keep your eyes peeled. I'm like, I know I've been saying it for so long, but I'm legitimately like actively getting a tour Figured out, it seems like the cities that are populated by most of you are, I'll name them so that if you don't hear your city, be sure to fucking email me. Um, go to my website, go to the contact form. It seems like it's, um, Toronto's in there. Phoenix, Arizona, Austin, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas. Houston coming in hot. Tampa and Orlando are in there. Salt Lake City is a surprise. Dense in, in Salt Lake City. Um, Nashville, Chicago, Boston, for sure. Philly, for sure. Um, I believe Columbus, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. New York is obviously in there. Portland, Oregon. Seattle's there, but it's a little light. Um, San Diego, LA, San Fran. And I believe that's what's most prevalent on my mind. So uh, shoot me those emails, even if you're in those cities, dude. It's going to make it easier for me to book a venue with those type of numbers to show the people who run it. And... Uh, You know, it helps a lot. I appreciate you guys. Stay safe as always. Take it easy.